1 Kings 17, verse 1. Now Elijah said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, surely there will be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. So he, st- he controlled the weather. That's how powerful he was. And the word of the Lord came to him saying, Go away from me. Go away from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook, brook of Cherith, which is east of Jordan. It shall be that you will drink out of the brook, and I have commanded that the ravens to provide for you there. An unusual source of provision because ravens, according to the Jewish custom and culture, was defiled. So he got resources and food from a defiled source because the raven would have to touch it. And he got food. And he would, you guys, I'm just giving you a little tidbit there. You guys like bonus material? I could do a whole sermon on just that. So he went out and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and lived in the brook, which is east of Jordan, and the ravens brought him bread and meat. Everybody say bread and meat. Not just manna. I'm talking about meat. Good substance. In the morning and bread and the meat in the evening. Twice a day. Abundance. And then he had water to drink in the midst of famine and drought. How many guys know if you're in the word of God and God, the safest place for you to be is in obedience to God. No matter what is happening. Economic downfall. Whatever is happening, God will provide that brook for you. And even a raven, a defiled source, can come and give you the resources that you need for your provision. Amen? It happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Obviously. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he rose and went to Zarephath. How many guys know there are seasons when God provides in a certain area and then there's another season where you have to go from that place to another place in obedience? You have to leave the place of your first feeding to go to another place of your second feeding. And if you stay in the original place, you will die. And that's another whole sermon I could give you. You guys, are you guys alive? If you stay in your old place of like abundance, like your old memories, the place of your old like memories and good God provided for you. It could be like your old church or community or some place and you stay, you overstay your welcome, you will die in that place. (laughs) Okay. All right. I don't know if you guys listened to what I just said. (laughs) He went as he was so, so he rose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Please, give me a little water in the jar that I may drink. So she was not even in her home, according to Jewish custom. If he knocked, in her ho- knocked on the door of her house, she is obligated to give him water and show hospitality. She was not even in her house. She's not obligated to do anything. So she went over and ab- above what was obligated to her to give this man drink so she went to get it and he called to her and said please bring me a piece of bread in your hand but she said as the lord god your lives i have no bread only a handful of flour 
in a bowl and a little oil of jar. And behold, I am gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat it and die. This is our last meal. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go as you have said, but make me a little bread cake from it first and bring it to me. Instead of saying, oh, I'm sorry that I asked you. There must be other widows. You guys understand? God didn't say this widow. He just said a widow. And he could have said, well, this, not this widow. I, I made a mistake because she doesn't have anything. This is my last, like, $10. You know what? Give me a couple of dollars from your $10. You keep the rest. How would you like that if you came to me and said, I'm so poor. I only have $10. Give me $3 for the tithing and you keep seven. <laughs> Do you guys understand what is happening? This is crazy. For thus says the Lord of God of Israel, the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor the jar of oil will be empty until the day the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. I just want you to focus. Until this judgment is over, until the season of economic peril is gone, you will never be in lack. Because you gave me out of your need. You gave, you gave first offerings even though you had so little. From that, God will honor you. Test me in this, he says. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and her household ate for many days, and the bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor the jolly oil become empty according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke. Come on. I don't know about you guys, but that gets me excited. There's something that I want to talk about uh, as it relates to this passage, and I had a hard time I kept asking the Lord, can I preach something else? How many guys know it's okay to do that? Yes? There's times when I'm like, I don't want to preach this passage. Because it might come off as self-serving. Say, oh, you're just talking about yourself. But deep in my heart, I want you to understand where I'm coming from. This is really for you. I want you to live a life of like abundance and blessing. And even if we're not here and some other pastor comes and rains in the rain city or whatever, whatever <laughs> um, you, this principle still stands. There's something about honoring the prophet. Honor the prophet and you get a prophet's reward. Something about honoring that releases resources from heaven. Understand that Elijah was getting blessed at a brook when there was famine and there was water and a raven, a defiled animal, was giving him food and he was ex experiencing abundance. He was experiencing miracles. So he understood that God could provide for him. Now follow me. He, in his old season in the brook, he understood there's something that was imparted to him. He understood that God is a God that provides. Yes? Then God says, no more of that. Now what I provided for you, you need to share that with somebody else. Now you need to go somewhere else that needs provision. Now I am not going to do it for that woman, nor am I going to do it for you. I'm going to release it through the giving of this woman so that it can unlock what's inside of you. 
I don't know if you heard what I said. Elijah did not have power in himself to make food for himself. He cannot just go, food appear, raven come again, brook, water come. He did not have the power. He was completely dependent on God. But during that season, I think he understood that God can provide for me. He gave the judgment. I'm sure he was scared. He said, there's going to be famine. He's thinking, how am I going to live? Because I too live in this land. Yes? And so that through that season, that act of obedience, God said, I got your back. You just declare what I'm supposed to do. You just do what I tell you to do, and I got your back. I'll provide for you, even through a defiled raven. Do you understand? When I quit my job in September, I didn't know what I was going to do. And people, people called me. I worked for institutions that had nothing to do with God. I got a call from somebody that said, do this for me. They, I don't even know if they were believers. Do you understand? Like, just supernaturally, like God will allow that to happen. So I understand that God can provide. We all say like God can provide, but do you really believe it? You have to go through an experience where you, you're in obedience. You decide to give more. You decide to do this, and you start to ex- extend yourself, and you're living off like lack, and you, you got everything you need, but there's not much abundance. Do you, do you understand? And that, that, that season of provision, there's something deposited in you. So Elijah has something, and he goes to Sidon, and this woman had to unlock it. I don't know if you understand. He didn't just say, here, I understand. I see, I see that you're, you're poor. Let me just multiply your money. He's a prophet, is he not? Does he not know that she's poor? He could say, hey, I see that you got nothing. Let me multiply that flower for you. I experienced this, so let me do this for you. He could just do it out of mercy. You guys following? He had to wait for the provision to be given to him to unlock something inside of him to give back to her. I don't know if the words are coming out of my mouth that are understanding... (laughs) Are you understanding? Something about honor that unlocks things. You honor a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. That's what the Bible says. I don't know. Do you guys know it's in the Bible? You honor a prophet, you get a prophet's reward. Now, I didn't understand this when I was younger. My mentors had to teach me that, you know, that's in the Bible, Steve. I'm like... Yes, I know, but what does that mean? He goes, you don't know what it means because you don't do it. <laughs> oh, <coughs> why do you have to be so harsh? <laughs> Just, <coughs> that was my, oh, I thank him for being so harsh because it accelerated my growth. <laughs> it didn't pamper me. Oh, it's okay, Steve. You'll learn it one day. And I'm like 40, still don't know what the honor means. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> I took it out. Now, heal. I'm so painful. Okay, but I'm growing. (laughs) Right? So, you honor a prophet and you get a prophet's reward. Honor the prophet and he gets a prophet's reward. You honor the people who carry 
the presence of God. Come in the name of Jesus and you get the prophet's reward. I don't know. It says here, the one who receives a prophet, Matthew 10, 41, because he is a prophet, will receive the prophet's reward. The word receive in that passage in the Greek is to take hold of someone by force. So when you receive, I'm not saying I'm a prophet, and the word prophet in the Old Testament is not somebody who just has the ability to foretell. It was usually referred to somebody who carries the messenger, who is sent by God to give you something. And usually in the Old Testament, whenever a messenger came and you hosted the messenger, you get something, like Abraham got a message. You will be a father. You, you understand. There is like an unlocking. You get a reward. And that's the, the word reward in the Greek is what is due to you. It's automatic. But the key is to receive. I, I'm, I'm just kind of giving you a little heads up. I, I feel like in your generation, I keep saying that, but I don't want to generalize, but I'm saying in your generation, I'm going to generalize. <laughs> I just feel like the, the idea of honoring people of authority, people who, have, who are coming in the name of God, people who even carry authority, that you, you just kind of minimize that level of authority in your life to, to not feel like you have to come under that authority. Does that make sense? Because you've, I, I understand you've experienced bad things in your life. You've experienced bad leaders. But just because there's a counterfeit leader doesn't mean that there isn't the real thing. But if you negate that and you're trying to protect yourself and there's self-protectionism, then you miss out on the real thing. The real thing, baby. There's real thing. <laughs> if there's a counterfeit, it means that there's a real thing. And when the real thing comes, because you, you're so scared of the counterfeit, you might miss the real thing. It's like somebody gives you $100, and because you've had counterfeit bills before, you're like, I don't want that 100 it's a counterfeit. But what if it's the real thing? You just The word receiving is to take hold of something or someone with or without force. So it could be without, with a force or without force, but it has a connotation of aggressive nature. I don't understand. It's to grasp, to receive. It's, it's, it's also to take, take with reverence. It's the same word that you use when, you, when, when God, Jesus says, take this cup. It's the same word to receive the communion. People of God has come into your life to give you the word of God and if you, don't understand, if you don't understand how to receive that word through honor, then you will miss out what is due to you. I don't, I don't know. You guys following? My first mentor, I aggressively sought after him. And I know, I know some people are like, didn't you have any shame? I said, I was so desperate. I made him be my mentor. How did you make him? Because I asked him, he said no. He said, I don't have, 
I don't have capacity, Steve. He was actually the largest pastor of the largest Korean-American church in America at that point. And I didn't know anything. I just got out of partying, going to nightclubs, got changed, and went to seminaries. I didn't know anything. But somebody said he has a discipleship group. And so I went to him, and I, I, I got his number, and I called him. I said, Daniel, even though I should have called him pastor. <laughs> Daniel, I need you to be my mentor. He said, who are you? Who is this? How did you get my number? That's what he said. <laughs> and I said, this so-and-so, a friend of mine, he's in your group. There's, I know you have 11, but come on, let's make it 12. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good salesman, always closing, you know what I mean? So how about it? He's like, no, thank you. He said, I don't have time for another. I'm very busy, and I don't know you. And I said, come on, what about, what about if I just show up for one? Come on, can I do it one time? He said, no. He said, I don't have time. Um, so I'm really busy. He was up to hang up, and I had to be authentic. I said, Daniel, Pastor Daniel. I got, I got, I got just a what? <laughs> I had no respect for authority because of my past. I said, Pastor Daniel, I don't know anything. I am in seminary. I'm supposed to be a pastor for four years. I'm going to mess people up. And these seminary classes are over my head. It's all theology. Nobody's teaching me how to be a pastor or a man of God. I've never had a father figure. Can you teach me? And he kind of, I think he started thinking, now we're getting somewhere. So why don't you meet me for lunch? For three hours he met me. And I literally begged him for three hours. <laughs> So can, can I come? Can I, I was just closing every time. <laughs> so can I come? Does this mean I can go? Can I, he's like, hold on. Tell me your family back. Tell them, how, how committed are you? Because you can't miss one meeting. I do not care. I'm like, I'll cancel everything. Even a date with my wife, I don't care. <laughs> I just go. I was like, I was so young, 22 years old. I just, do you understand? That's force. That's aggressive taking. You got something I need. You got something, you, li- you had a past, somewhere in the past, and you lived a whole life. And I may know about it, I may know about it, but I cannot take it for myself if I don't give into it. Receive it. Honor it. You need to honor the prophet that's coming into your life. This story is not just about the woman giving something, it's about honoring the man of God. She wasn't even a believer. That's why Jesus said there was a famine and he was talking to the Pharisees. You guys are all coming here in the name of God, listening to me preach. He said in Luke, he said, after he gave his sermon, I have, I have been anointed to preach the good news of the gospel. And he said, during the time of famine, God came to a widow in Sidon and a Naaman, the Syrian, to bless them. That was a rebuke to them because you said, I'm around you all the time. You, you can hear all those words, but you are not extracting from these people what God has imparted and implanted in them. Somebody hear what I'm trying to say. Christy, thank you. <laughs> Somebody hear what I'm saying. Yes? So grab hold. It's due. It's your inheritance. I don't know how long my wife and I are going to be here. You guys understand? We're old. My wife's like, we're not old. We're getting older. 
We have things to give to you. We have a lifetime of ministry that you need to extract. And I'm not sure you're extracting. Some of you, you got to extract it. You got to take it. I, I, mm. This honor, Jesus said, he went to his hometown, he got dishonored, is, is actually in the Hebrew alignment. The word, the Greek into the Hebrew is to wear out, is to overuse, is to make common. To profane actually means to profanum in Latin, to make what is uncommon common. Now, it's not just about leaders. It's about each other, too. You can dishonor one another. There's people beside you that have gone through things, and they have something to give to you. Can you look at somebody next to you? and Look at them, not with common eyes. Look at them with uncommon eyes. Like, they got something to give me. You, you guys are like, you guys are like, I don't like looking at people. It's weird. But look at, Jeremy's looking at people all weird. I didn't say, I didn't say be creepy. Jeremy has, look at, Jeremy has something that can be extracted through honoring his life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? Jenny has something that she's gone through that you don't know about that you can extract through honor, to receive. So to dishonor is to make common what is uncommon. It's to make familiar what is supposed to be unfamiliar. Actually, also in the Hebrew, it could mean to belittle. To make little. To make something big, small. There's something grand into something common. Some kind of like one, one in a million masterpiece into some kind of like made in Taiwan product. It, this is only one dollar. Right. Do, you, do you understand? You guys following what I'm saying? This is going to unlock ble- uh, breaking and blessing for you. I don't, I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. There, the amount of breakthrough you can have in this room, just 20 people, is so much. It's, extrapoli- it's like God put a deposit in the bank for you, and you are not extracting it. You think it's just like he's just going to do it at the brook by himself? He can do that. He can just put money in your bank or he can just bless you just like that. And he will do that at times. But there's different seasons where we're supposed to extract it from one another and giving to each other. Not just finances, but ourselves, our lives, our stories extracts blessing. It's through honor. Honor one another. Honor your leaders. And it's not that they're perfect. It means that even though little, they got much. It's the word dishonor is to make insignificant, to be thoughtless, and to treat lightly. That's the Hebrew translation of that Greek word. To be little, to make insignificant, to be thoughtless, treat, treat lightly. I mean, you guys, some of you guys are getting married, right? Some of you. You guys over here. 
You are, right? You got engaged, and then maybe some pe- you're getting married. These guys are getting married, and then maybe my kids are. No, they are getting married because last time we had dinner. Why do you keep saying, if we get married? <laughs> and I said, because I don't want to assume that you're getting married. And Jessica's like, we're getting married. <laughs> so I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. So they're getting married next year. You're getting married. <laughs> Was it next year? Sometime. Uh, sorry, sorry, sometime. <laughs> they're getting married sometime. <laughs> but you said, we're getting married. So I don't know. They're, you're getting married. Even with your spouse, you can dishonor. You guys understand? That's how you profane your marriage. Profanum. It's to make the uncommon common. She, my wife is a blessing. You know how long it took me to understand that she is God's gift to me? When I didn't understand that, I belittled her. I made her common in my life. I don't know if you understand. And that breaks the blessing that God wants to give through your partner. My wife has something to give me, but it cannot be unlocked unless I extract it from her, wanting that, honoring her, honoring her life, and wanting that from her life. I, I don't know. And to dishonor her is to make her small in my eyes. Like she doesn't have much or like just common. Like I just see her all the time and just common. Oh, like she's so beautiful. Yeah, oh yeah, she's just, yeah, she's pretty. It's like calm. No, that's why I try, I purpose intentionally with my words honor her. I, I do it intentionally because it's not just about her. It's about me. <laughs> it's about she is my partner and there's things that she's going to do to bless me. I don't know. You guys... <laughs> There's people in my life, I'm like, they came into my life, I'm going to extract every single thing out of them. There's people who, are ment- who became my mentors, I did not treat them lightly. I did, not put, I did not see them little in my eyes. I said, whoever it is, whoever God placed in my life, I will honor them. And I extracted every single morsel from their life that they had in their past, asking questions, honoring them, taking out to dinner, all these things. I just kept doing it, traveling with them, carrying their bags. Do you understand? Even though they told me, don't, don't take my bag. I'm, like, I'm carrying your bag. Do you understand? <laughs> I wanted you to know that I honor your life and I want you to tell me everything I need to know because God yet sent you to me and you got something I need. See, I honor for myself. I don't know. Those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. John 13, 20. He receives me, receives him who sent me. There is a hierarchy, there's an authority level in the kingdom. That's why the centurion, <laughs> Jesus said, wow, this guy has faith more than any other's. Just that, just because he understood authority. Jesus said, wow, in the Greek, wow. (laughs) Woza, this guy, wait a minute here, wow. This guy, 
one of the greatest faith ever. Not even a Jewish believer. He's a Roman centurion, a soldier. But he said, you don't even have to come. Just say the word. There's an authority figure. Just send somebody else. Just give the word and it will happen. Because he understood that there's authority. And Jesus, who sends people into your life, is not when you honor them, you're honoring the one who sent them. I don't know. Whoever receives you, receives me. Whoever receives me, receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet, because a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Matthew 10, 40. I think that's in the Bible. You guys want to look it up? Matthew 10, 40? I was just joking. It's in the Bible. (laughs) Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he's a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. That's why the 12 disciples were the apostolos, the ones that were sent, because Jesus sends them, and then if the people did not receive them, he said, wipe the dust off your feet as a sign of judgment that they are outside the realm of God's grace. That's how serious it was. Jewish people understand this. That's why Jewish people understand hospitality. They understand how to host. The man of Africans understand this. When I go to Africa, they're like, here is the man of God. Can I tell you a story in Africa? You guys want to hear something? You know how powerful this, this concept is? Because when I was in Africa, there were women, literally, and I think I told this before, but I'm not in this context, women kneeling every time they saw a man. And they would have to look away, kiss the hand. So you would see men walking around going like this. And they'd be talking to each other, and like women would be coming like, I'm not joking kissing the hand. Women would come and they would kneel, kiss their hand. Would you like to do that, Christy? We're not going <laughs> We're not going to those areas. They haven't seen a foreigner since 1980 when I came. It was like 10 years ago. They were kissing. And then I was supposed to do a sermon or a message and there was a whole village there. Yeah, I think there were a couple hundred people and uh, the Lord convicted me to talk about equality of man and woman. How many guys know your pastor is a little brave? <laughs> I was just like, forget this. This is stupid. And women were trying to kiss my hand. Like, don't nobody touches my hand. People, people are like, they were confused. They were trying to chase me, kiss my hand. I'm like, get, get out of here. Don't touch me. But the chief of the village came up and said, we must listen to this man because he was sent by God to give us a message today. Do you understand? Now, in, in North American culture, we don't really say that. We welcome the guest speaker. But in Africa, they'll say, you must listen to this man because he was, comes from Canada, but sent by God to give us the word. The chief. And so everybody listened. And I talked about the equality of man how women were not created from the foot, from the side, and I gave all the whole, like, women. I just basically gave them my essay for my systematic theology. And men were, like, looking at me like this, that they wanted to kill me. (laughs) Like, literally, I thought I was going to die. I'm like, Jesus, this is my last sermon. (laughs) They're going to come, and there's going to be a mob, and they're going to machete me or something. (laughs) 
there was a soldier in the back with black glasses just like looking at me like this. It was a pretty scary scene, but I just kept doing it. How many guys know that's a, adventures of ministry? You guys ready for that? Adventures of ministry? Just obey and see what happens. And then the chief came up, and then he, he, he took the mic, and he said, how will we know if God did not send you to us and expound the word that we are in the wrong? And he knelt before his wife, and he said, forgive me for all those ears oppressing you. Now the man of God has been sent to give us the truth. And we must repent right now. And the woman stood up and said, I'm glad you said that because all these years I've been angry at you. <laughs> now I'm, I'm telling you the 100% truth. And then other men, and then the chief said, they, they reconciled and they like looked at each other in the eye, which they're not supposed to do, and they hugged. You know, women are never supposed to look at somebody in the eye. They looked at each other in the eye, they hugged, and I'm like, what a beautiful thing. And, all, and then the chief, chief looked at all the men, and then he gave the nod, and all the men stood up and knelt. Kissed and then all the women are like, oh, this is so weird. And guess what happened? There was a wedding right after. I didn't even know there was a wedding. And then the men kneeled. Do you understand the power of the word? Because somebody said, sent by God. And I am trying to propose to you that you are not getting the goods when you hear. It's not just from me. It could be YouTube or any other person. You are not extracting what was supposed to be given to you because of dishonor. How many sermons do you have to listen to and then go, that was boring, I don't know. I am not your performer. Ta-da! You guys entertained? I am not your performer. Can you get that? The moment I feel that, I'm out of here. Amen? I am not here to perform. I'm here to give you what has been deposited to me every Sunday. And I feel like this is what's been deposited to me for your good. Because you need to change. You need to, disciple. You, need to be lear- you need to learn how to be a true disciple of Jesus. Now, you may not hear this sermon down the street where there's like lots of people and they're going to give you the things that you want tickles your ears and fancy. Oh, that was a good 20-minute sermon. But this is the wrong place for you. Because you want that, then go somewhere else. I am not going to perform for you. I am not your celebrity. I know some of you guys are Steve. and I don't want to be your celebrity. I don't want to be famous. I'm just here to deliver a word because I feel like God wanted us to plant this church to give you the word every week. And I've been doing it for 56 weeks in a row because of obedience. And what breaks my heart sometimes is that I could see the word bouncing off your head. I'm not trying to be mean. I could, I could see it. And something, sometimes you like, you have a semi-permeable membrane. You know what a semi-permeable membrane is? <laughs> you guys know biology? You are listening to things that you think that you want to hear. When you should be listening to what God wants you to hear. And that comes from honor. 
you can get the most amazing revelation. I'm sorry, I'm going a little long, but I think this is important. I feel something happening in your hearts. The most amazing revelation from the most boring sermon, and it's not boring, it's revelation from God. Even if it's just somebody is just reading the Bible and just giving you something, but that's the person sent to you, you can extract what God has sent, to, sent by that person, the message from heaven. You know, there's a guy named Jonathan Edwards. He's a Presbyterian pastor in Boston in the early 1900s, late 1800s, that great, caused one of the greatest revivals in America. People just coming in, listening, and re- weeping, and repenting, and revival, and joy, deliverance. You un- understand? A Presbyterian pastor. You know his sermons? Just reading. Even if you give a little water to these little ones, Jesus said, the, one, the word little ones is not just little children. It actually means in the Jewish culture, novice disciples. Even to a new seminarian that just comes out, just a new one, if you give honor to that person, they can impart something to you that can change your life. This is what I believe. Little is much through honor. Little bit of bread I have, I'm going to give it to you, the prophet. That little is much if it lands in good soil. If you believe somebody's been sent to you and they're good soil, sow into that through honor, and they will bring fruit is guaranteed. The reward is due, meaning it will happen. Amen? All right, let's stand. Okay, I feel, I feel a lot better. Maybe that's why I felt a little weird today. You guys okay? Yeah. Everybody okay? Yeah. I was a little intense today, but I feel, I feel so much better now. Oh, I think I need to get that off my chest. Praise the Lord. Please get my heart. You guys understand my heart? And I'm glad it was a small crowd today because I don't want a lot of newcomers to come confused. Does he mean he wants us to honor him? (laughs) Weird. What a weirdo. (laughs) I don't want to honor him. I don't even know you. I'm glad it was was just a small crowd of people who was intimate. If you don't know me, then you can just translate it to somebody else in your life. (laughs) But you guys understand my heart, right? This is really for you. Because I know how to do this, I have extracted so much from my mentors, like more than they would want to give me. Because I was hungry after. Can I go to your hotel room and can we just talk all all night? Not all night, but maybe another hour. Do you understand? Just extract. Can I go to Japan with you? To do what? So that I could just be with you? Do you understand? Extraction. You know, the Africa team, they come and they... When did they leave last night? Midnight. And that's Jacob who sleeps at 9 o'clock every night. And Jacob's like, oh, is it okay if we stay long? Like, oh, we we should leave. And I'm like, no, you don't have to leave. And he's like, okay. And then they start talking again. And it's not like just talking about, oh, did you see Top Gun? Did you see? It's 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 like, they're like, so Steve, I want to ask you a question. So Sonia, I want to ask you a question. And they're like, so, you know, when this happens, what do you think about that? And so it's like I'm tired. 
but like there's so, my spirit is joyful. I'm like just giving, giving, giving. And things that like embedded in my deep memory, I'm just like, they're like extracting. Christy's ex- aggressively taking it out. <laughs> I have another question. What about this question? And she's so hungry. Do you understand? Extracting. Elizabeth, in my old church, she used to meet, can I meet with you? Can I have coffee? She would be like, so I have a book of questions. Like she would bring the question. And she had like this, this. So what about this? And then she extracted. That's why she grew in an accelerate rate than other people who were there for like 10 years. That is the truth that I'm trying to sell. I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just trying to give to you. Whether it's us or somebody else, honor. Amen? So let's just lift up our hands. Receive this message with honor. Receive it with honor. Let it sink deep into your soul. This is for you. I believe that with all my heart. So that you may extract like different seasons, whether it's through the brook or the Sidon, if it's different leaders, whatever seasons it is, that you may understand what it is to extract, to honor, to aggressively take, that you may not dishonor, you may not make common what is uncommon. There's messengers of God that's been sent to you, sitting in this church, standing in front of you, to give you the message of God. Will you take it? Your life could be radically transformed accelerated rate. Your life could be radically transformed. You could go to church for 20 years and not grow as much. In a year, you can grow what somebody else can grow in 20 years if you sow into the right ground and you honor. Understand my heart. So we receive. We receive each other. We receive our leaders. We receive this church. We receive. We honor you. We honor this church. We honor one another. We honor the leaders. We honor the prophets that have come, the messengers of God. We honor your word. We honor, 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 honor. They are not common. They are uncommon. They are special. And they've been given to us for this season. Give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen.